0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying Time is here. That's right, we're talking Bride of Chucky on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, old pal Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from... I I can't... the the place starts with an L? It doesn't even matter, they don't stay in that town anyways... This is the Kill by Kill podcast where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film the characters. Now, we're going to unpack all the goriest of details of 1998's Bride of Chucky in the hopes that a a young, uh, eloping newlywed's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person that I trust that if I want to uh, watch the Bride of Frankenstein, she'll make sure the TV is very, very close to the bathtub that I'm watching it in the one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Hang on. Let
1: me let me reach for my copy of Voodoo for Dummies. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I'm ready now. Let's,
0: let's do this. Excellent. Well, it's important to have a textbook to refer to if you only know that one chant. You want to know the ins and outs of it.
1: Well, I don't want to mess it up. Something terrible could happen.
0: <laughs> it's true. We are talking Bride of Chucky, and uh, I'm really excited. Love this movie. But I don't want to alarm you, Gina. We are not alone. That's right. We have a very special guest. Uh, She is a writer whose work you've seen in Bloody Disgusting and F This Movie and Fangoria Magazine. And, of course, you've heard her on Screamcast and just the discs, and of course she is a returning champion here to Kill by Kill, the one, the only, Stephanie Crawford. How are you doing today, Stephanie?
2: Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for Yay. having me back.
0: Oh, we're delighted to have you back. We always have fun when you're around. Well, we had we had fun with you, uh, not so much Jason X, but... Uh... <laughs> The, the 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 real curse that follows us around is Jason X. I love but that we're... that's
1: become our benchmark for was as bad as Jason X. <laughs> has there been anything as bad as Jason X yet? I don't think there has.
0: Um, I mean, I think the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is as bad. To that didn't Lord. make me. That
1: didn't make me angry. That made me sad. It, it yeah. made me feel like like dirty and not in a good way. <laughs>
2: But- we need to get you guys a mood chart so you can really rate these movies.
0: <laughs> Just attach a mood ring app to uh, each episode.
1: Or one of those like pain charts they show you in a hospital where right. it's like, today I'm smiley face, today I'm
0: sad face. <laughs> today, today I'm Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a tradition here on the old Kill by Kill podcast. We like to ask our guests... Uh, when was the first time you happened to watch the movie uh, that, that we're talking about today? So when did you first uh, walk down the aisle with Bride of Chucky?
2: I think it was not too long after its release. Um, I did not see it in the theater, unfortunately, but I did pick up the DVD. I, I enjoyed the Child's Play movies, but it wasn't one of the franchises I really followed, so I didn't have a rush on it. But when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, this is completely different, and I love it, and I proceeded to memorize it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's worthy of fandom. I I understand why it started a revival of the franchise, and we've talked about it a, a bit on the podcast before, but it's worth saying again. It is the granddaddy, I think, of horror franchises. In that it has managed to get around the blockades that have kept the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare in Elm Streets and to a degree the Halloween stuck in the decades in which they were born or revived. It manages to reinvent itself not entirely but in enough ways that it makes it interesting for every generation that encounters it and it's allowed to pivot because I think people discount it so much that it's just allowed to pivot without having to Send Chucky to space to make it different. If I have to once again bring Jason X into the conversation,
2: <laughs> he would look cute in a little astronaut he uniform. Would though. Though. I gotta get that. He, he absolutely.
1: I I would love to see a zero G <laughs> Chucky just floating it around. Does
0: I mean it would allow him to follow some of his passions, and it they they really seem to come out of the woodwork here in this movie, in that he loves to look up and watch crazy sharp objects fall from the sky there's just something about charles lee ray that loves falling deadly objects
2: he's into gravity <laughs> aha space oh my How? god guys this is destiny
0: <laughs> it all comes together baby so there we go well gina when did you first encounter uh uh bride to chucky
1: yeah i don't know i, I think that this was still in my, you know, I'm done with horror movies. They suck. Everything's all WB actors in it now, and I don't want to watch them anymore. Uh-huh. And I I must have caught it on cable, and and I thought that, and we're going to cover this in a moment, but I thought that the scene with the Alexis Arquette was the funniest thing I had ever seen in my entire life with the the, the, the news story about him. Uh-huh. and And I, for some reason, I have, I just love in comedies, like, when someone has, like, an alter ego and, like, their real self is, like, this, like, really nerdy person. <laughs> and I just, this is, like, probably one of the, my favorite sight gags in a horror movie, like, ever of all time.
2: Yeah. I, and
1: I, I I probably just kind of flipped it on one night. And I'm like, yeah, you know, i might going to well watch this. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think this is one of those movies that can catch you by surprise. I, as well, was not a... Over-the-moon Child's Play fan, I I enjoyed the first film, and I thought the second one had some wicked little touches to it. It's got a great third act. I did not catch the third Child's Play, and nothing that I've heard has prompted me to dig out that Blu-ray from the set I have and pop it into the player quite yet. It was
2: the first one I saw ever on Cinemax. It just (laughs) jumped right in there, and I did rewatch it last year. And uh-huh. I think it's worth your time.
0: Okay. You know what? I'm willing... A suggestion from you, I'm willing to take seriously. I, I, I remember the We Hate Movies uh, <laughs> recounting of the plot. And I was like, oh, that does sound interesting. But I don't I don't know. But I will take it. Uh, I, I will pop that in now. So when I saw Ride of Chucky, it was 1998. It was on the Universal lot. I was working as a tour guide at Universal Studios Hollywood. And we uh, were presented the opportunity slash forced to watch every Universal film so that we could hype it on the tram. And that year was absolutely miserable. I think it started in 1997 and trailed right into 1998. And there were only two good movies from the studio that we, that I saw during that period. One is Out of Sight, which I fell in love with immediately. And the next was Bride of Chucky. It was tremendous. I was just blown away at its inventiveness and how it just let loose of all of its baggage and just wanted to make a movie. And I gravitated to it immediately. And then, of course, when Halloween Horror Nights was reborn, the soundtrack was everywhere on the lot and in the park. I You couldn't avoid it.
1: I was shocked at how kind of like trendy and cool the soundtrack was like i forgot (laughs) i I forgot about that cover of of crazy and that was like everywhere for a while and i was like oh that's where that came from okay i completely forgot
0: it's it's not so deep into the new metal butt rock that you're like oh i don't like i don't want to know or hear any of these people like in uh, uh, freddy versus jason it's just like there are no memorable songs in that and here every other one is like oh yeah someone at universal musical group was really into this sound
1: well, and- I, I liked it. I liked it because it actually sounded like something the characters would listen to. Yeah. And, and that's something that I always pay attention to in, in movie soundtracks. Like, does this actually sound like something the characters would listen to? And, and here I, I felt that it did. And I, I have a little note that I, a somewhat embarrassing note that I wrote down about myself with the fact that Living Dead Girl is used uh-huh. as the, uh, the song for the uh, the opening credits. Sure. Uh, Living Dead Girl was my chat handle for a time back <laughs> back in the 90s spelled g-r-r-l of course oh, you course. have to do it that way I so if you ever talked to it. anybody online with that handle it was probably me because
0: <laughs> i was extremely my online my back then Too right after this just to make sure <laughs> it sounds like something that would have happened um so let's get right into the action after several years off uh the the chucky franchise i guess almost immediately after mgm had produced the first one they got rid of the title for whatever reason just mgm is a long list of terrible financial decisions uh maybe they just had to do it but they sold the rights to universal universal made two and three And uh, then it just kind of went into repose. I'm sure what launched this back into fashion was that Scream was released in December of of 1996. And everyone looked at their list of horror properties and said, what can we do? And for whatever reason, uh, Universal picked this back up. And uh, I'm glad that they did. Uh, And I'm especially glad they reached out uh, to the to the uh, people in in charge of this particular franchise because uh, without them I'm not sure it would have come off as well as the finished product that we actually see
1: yeah no this is I think this was like a, a real lightning in a bottle moment because it's so hard to do horror and comedy yeah and and this is you know I, I don't want to say you know it's American world and London level comedy but it's really funny Yes. And and it's gruesome in places. I mean, I don't want to say it's scary because none of the child's play movies to me have ever been really scary. Mm-hmm. But it's gruesome and it has a nice little you know creepy streak to it, and it just maintains that balance really well, which which a lot of horror comedy is not able to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's putting on a show. It's 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 really there to to for the thrill ride, for the roller coaster ride. I don't know that it's going to give you nightmares at night unless you're predisposed to just being freaked out by Chucky in general. But the the secret weapon that they've got going here is Don Mancini.
2: Absolutely. That made all the difference. I
0: mean, just handing him the reins in which the direction and the tone to go. He was the perfect person to take over sort of the... If... You know, uh, Kevin Feige is to the MCU what Don Mancini is to Chucky. And uh, he's the person who really knows how to make it twist and turn to to give it a, a boom every single time it comes out the gate. Uh So we opened the festivities here um, in a, a very common locale. It's the Police Museum in Highland Park, California. It's just down the street from El Sombrero, if you ever... Want to have the best guacamole in town? Tell them Patrick sent you, and they'll give you the same quizzical look they gave to me whenever I walked into the door. Um, so this film, and <laughs> is- you say, I sent me, yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I sent me. hello, I'm here because I told me to come, and they would just, I, I would give you a quizzical look if you did that. Yeah. They just would hand me chips and go, All right, fine. <laughs> great guacamole, though. I can't tell you how often I. Got uh, very into a uh, margarita high there. Okay, but uh, this film supposedly takes place in a, a locale called Lockport. I'm assuming they're trying to make it uh, East Coast. This was primarily filmed in in Canada. This location and it's just it's been used as a police station for a long time because it just looks like an old great police station. Inside we have, um, I guess what turns out to be the shredded remains of Charles Lee Ray's last vessel a good guy go- a good guy doll named um, checking my notes chuckles is that right chuckles. charles charles <laughs> Uh, from what I hear, he's in charge. Uh, this entire sequence is riddled with Easter eggs, <laughs> including a very clean-looking Friday the Thirteenth hockey mask. Very uh,
2: off-brand, I very. must say.
0: Yeah, no, no, it looks like something off the the cover of uh, the the Part Five: A New Beginning VHS cover. It's very clean. Uh, I, in fact, it looks more like a costume piece from Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than something Jason <laughs> might don. Um, there's also a Michael Myers mask that looks a lot better and a Freddy glove, too. Um, and a chainsaw. And a chainsaw from Texas Chainsaw. It's got a little bit of everything. Um, and I guess the they're communicating here that they're dusting off this franchise out of the mothballs and into the modern era. Uh, why? And
2: predicting uh, Ronnie Yu's future career with Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, yes, to a T. Um, I don't know why Lockport is the hub for all the evidence of every supernatural serial killer in the world, but uh, it's a great racket. Get in on it while you got the chance. Also, it appears like Pee-wee's bike is in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of bicycles in there.
0: It's just a lot of bicycles and wooden desk chairs. Which, which uh, leads
2: you to ask, like like
1: what happened that Pee-wee's bicycle got impounded?
0: Uh, Cause he know.
1: got it back at the end, of, at the end of the movie. Well, he's a rebel, Gina. But I mean, did he like? Did he like you know, drive it into into the front window of a restaurant or something? How did it get <laughs> taken away from him again?
0: I don't know. Uh, I can only imagine what he's going through and and how freaked out he would be by that entire uh, warehousing accoutrement uh, collection. I feel like
2: if you looked it up, it would only say misadventure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in. Uh, this uh this random police officer has uh, snatched this very official looking garbage bag um and he's i think the cleanest cut weasel canada have had to offer at the time uh (laughs) he's so nervous uh by the fact that there's something in this trash bag and he doesn't know what it is he almost gets run over by a a four by four with a semi-truck horn but he makes a call to Tiffany. Um, who is played to the rafters by the one, the only Jennifer Tilly.
1: God, she's so good in this. She really is.
0: She is, fa- she is at the height of her powers of this particular era. She knows exactly who she is and knows exactly what her job is here. And she is perfect.
1: I, I don't think I've ever seen, certainly not an a, 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 a actress looking like she's having as much fun In a movie as she is having in this.
2: Absolutely. I don't throw around the word iconic. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I'm very carefully placing it here. Iconic.
0: I, I, I back your play. It is worthy. She is just amazing in this role. She's grabbed it with both hands. She's digging into it with her full mouth and teeth. She's just tearing every part of that script and that set apart. To make this thing glow, and I love it.
1: See, I feel like that—that that she, particularly in this movie, is who Sherry Moon Zombie is trying to be, oh. and is just so far missing the mark.
0: Yes, I mean certainly. Let's look at the evidence here. We've got the uh, lady who lives in the trailer park. Uh, associates with random, yeah,
1: kind of got the the baby, you know, the sexy baby thing going on, yeah, and and I, I can totally see that. But but she doesn't make it. But like Jennifer Tilly doesn't make it like kind of trashy and sad, you know. <laughs> where <it's>, where <laughs> well, it's I hate those I, two. I, I, f- I feel like you trashy. You know, to be fair, trashy and sad is kind of the you know Rob Zombie <laughs> horror film brand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of, of of them, so you'll have to you'll have to. I'll beg pardon for that, but I just feel like there's a definite tone of uh, bleakness to his movies that is not here. And that's why this movie is more enjoyable. Because she has a hopeful nature to her. Like she... She's a romantic.
0: Yes, she's a hopeless Hopeless, romantic. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She had tried to do comedies and dramas in the past. Obviously, Bound, she's a great gangster bull, but she's um the the movie is kind of removed it's it's such a neo-noir there's a lot of pastiche happening it's it's a great movie do not get me wrong but in terms of her rounding out that character there's the opportunity there is sort of felled by the mechanics of the plot here you really get a sense that she's a human being who just picked the wrong guy and can't find a way around it and Because of that, this sort of, um, the themes of the movie begin to dawn on me the more often I see it. And that is, this is Don Mancini's treatise on heterosexual relationships (laughs) and everything he sees wrong about them. And it's just made high comedy by the fact that they happen to be homicidal maniacs.
1: Oh yeah, this this is a movie for people who... You know, it's making fun of people who today would compare their relationship to, you know, Harley and Joker and not understand why that's a terrible thing to aspire to your
0: relationship to be like. (laughs) Right. Um, While Tiffany is spiteful in parts, I often someone else is lighting her fuse constantly. Now, she's got a lot of fuses, but it always seems to be someone else sparking that at all counts
2: i'm not gonna disagree but it really says a lot about jennifer tilly's charisma because tiffany's pretty murderous yes uh definitely. and you're just like you know she's misunderstood she keeps meeting the wrong <laughs> man i mean she's,
1: what's killing a cop you know <laughs> we all go a little crazy when we're in love i mean beyonce did a whole song about it you know <laughs>
0: I mean, she did tell him, don't look inside the bag. And the first thing he does when he's inside that very well-lit blue warehouse is look inside the bag. That means he has to die, you know, by a nail file switchblade.
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to that she is a homicidal maniac and yet you like her (laughs) And, and you want her to maybe succeed. Whatever the hell she's trying to do. (laughs) I'm not sure, but but whatever it is, I I want her to succeed.
2: Well, yeah, and when you have a resurrected killer doll as your main bad guy, you can go pretty far with the secondary bad guy. They can actually be pretty outlandish and bloody, and they'll still come off a lot more subtle. It's Chucky. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, and, but they also have, beyond the the let's say the uh disquieting component of of chucky you know the homicidal misogynist part of course there's of course. also why he's such a good time to hang around with if you both have the same interests in this case murdering people he's fun to murder people with it's just what it comes down to he's a good time guy yeah it
2: is a road trip movie
0: yes absolutely it's a, it's a hangout film uh to be certain um, we are introduced to Jennifer Tilly in the best way possible. She has been poured into this Matrix outfit a year before it comes out. For some reason, they're just like, what do you have leftovers that are in neoprene? What is the shiniest unnatural fabric you can possibly uh, just lay over top of her barely And that's what she first appears in. It's like a PVC miniskirt. I've never seen it before or after. Well,
2: It's just a goth dominatrix dream to me. I love it.
0: Uh, My favorite little (laughs) moment is when she swipes the dead cop's lighter and attempts to mime to put it into a pocket that doesn't exist in this <laughs> sprayed on mini skirt that she That's has. That's a on. shout out
2: to all the ladies out there. When we are so often robbed of pockets.
0: That's right. Put pockets in your dresses. Designers make it happen. Right away you get the tone of this when she delivers in ultra close up. Well, hello Dolly. And you just, you know exactly the kind of movie you're about to watch.
2: <laughs> Living gay girl <laughs> kicks in perfectly.
0: Oh, uh, yes. Crank up the Universal Music Group recording artist Rob Zombie. Uh, what I like about uh, Tiffany's sort of boudoir is that she's both prepared for Chucky's return and also done a lot of homework that'll look great as a recap to the audience. There's a lot of newspapers in frames, uh, oversized wooden frames. Uh, decorative frames, blood-splattered frames. You get it all. Yeah, but
2: you I, I do like that you can picture her at thrift stores thinking, oh, that'll be perfect for that uh, big New York Times retrospective they did on him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for that for that uh, single sheet of paper from the Chicago Guardian that says, serial killer fatally shot dead.
2: Okay, your Jennifer Tilly was way better than mine. I'll give you that one. <laughs>
0: I'm not entirely sure uh, my shorts are tight enough for me to reach her vault, her level of of high falsetto. Uh, but, but I I'm bet you got I pockets. Don't. That's <laughs> true. That's how I can uh, afford to keep this baritone going. We have this whole sort of putting together the Frankenstein monsters look of Chucky, and I think that's the other great reinvention of this film. Is it's not so worried about presenting you with a pristine version of Chucky again. It's like, no, we're taking the parts that worked from the previous movies and we're animating it with new life. sorry collectors he's out of the box
1: (laughs) yeah out of the box and looking like his face was put back together with like a shoelace it's like this craft store like 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 like
0: leather rope and staples it's just (laughs) we're putting that frankenstein vibe into every part of this it just feels committed to the bit and i i enjoy that part now uh, once everything is put together there with tiffany we then cut to a large multi-roomed mansion of a civil servant why it's john fucking ritter that's right this movie has a john ritter performance in it that's how good it is (laughs) he's playing chief kincaid who uh, we learn is Jade's uncle. Who's Jade? We'll find out soon enough. Yeah,
1: I think he is her uncle that's made possibly, I may have been reading a little too much into this, but I think he has some somewhat unsavory designs on her. She's like about 19 and he's way overprotective of her.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, No one here seems like they should be going to prom. And yet that is the ruse by which Jade's uh, pal shows up, David. Uh, to this mansion is that he's going to take her to prom when in fact it's actually jade's no good nick boyfriend who is hiding in the back seat um we never actually find out why he's supposedly a no good nick do we no he's just generally considered trailer trash and that's enough for this movie because it's a grand and
2: he's so considerate and sweet and treats jade really well for the most part but but is uh,
0: dumb as a post. Can we all agree? Sure. He, he's yeah. dumb
2: and uses too much hair gel. But he's a good kid.
1: Yeah. Anything that involves these characters, like my brain just shuts off. I'm like, okay, can we go back to the dolls? Let's go back to the <laughs> dolls. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care if these two
0: crazy kids can can run off and, and be married. I think they're just the vehicle to make the film happen. I, Literally, I they got I, the van. We, we don't, we don't know enough about their inner lives to actually you know, get something out of it. They're they are simply just the plot device. Again, this heterosexual relationship is the plot device to make murder happen. And as soon as the murders do start happening, both, both Jade and her bohunk immediately think, you're the one doing it. it they, they go from zero to, I think you're a murderer immediately. I will
2: say that is a nice realistic touch because a lot of films would have them, I, I guess, play it completely dumb. But if a trail of bodies follow exactly where you go, yeah. be a little suspicious of the person <laughs> you're traveling with.
0: Yes. Um, uh, David... <laughs> I assume this is a Don Mancini, what I think Don Mancini felt he could get away with at the time in terms of of queer humor and that David is headed to Princeton to study theater arts on a figure skating scholarship. Um, Subtle uh, stuff. (laughs) Not his his finest joke, but you know, we're going to let it slide. It was 1998 and he was trying to push the fucking envelope. Jade is played with all the icy, seething anger and ferocity that Katherine Heigl can bring to the screen, and that is a lot of icy, seething anger.
2: Which is kind of her brand. It is. Yeah, that's the same year she did Bug Buster, which is a great, <laughs> stupid movie with Randy Quaid. And if she she could have become a scream queen if she followed her 1998 route, but yes. you know she took another path.
0: She did take another pass. She went into TV. But yeah, right after, pretty soon after this is Valentine, right? Or is that into the 2000s? I'm trying to get my Valentine, Valentine it was 2001. Yeah, 2001. So it's not that far off. But you're right. Like she could have had that career. But uh Sheriff Kincaid is wise to this little ruse. So he calls his uh, lackey. On one of the many, many large and terrible-looking cell phones that 1998 had to offer, was to <laughs> like the antenna coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are not quite the the gray and white bricks that you see in 80s movies, but they are. Uh, wow, <laughs> there was a time when a cell phone. Looked like a cell phone, baby. And, you could, and you, could, uh, you could do double duty as a doorstop. Jade is actually attending a prom with her real boyfriend, the very bad boy with a powder blue tux with ruffles, Jesse. Uh, I We just revisited Dumb and Dumber last night with Oliver, who laughed, I'll say, three quarters of the way through the movie. So if you're looking at what the progress is of Ollie's sense of humor, he's at the dumb and dumber stage. It
1: holds game. up. It holds up. I'm sorry. It does. It does. <laughs> With the exception of
0: the gay panic scene. Well, yes, that bathroom, is true. Yeah. Everything else is honestly pretty dead on. I mean, yeah, there's some easy blind people jokes in there, but that's a gimme of the time. I, You know it's of it's time but it's there's good jokes in that movie yeah
2: come on guys it's not like it's christian slater on new year's eve eh <laughs> <laughs> uh? uh, that's true
0: a timeless joke that we all remember apparently christian slater had a real bad patch we also as uh, referenced earlier Gina uh, Another of its time joke, but I feel like it's a good gag. It's voodoo for dummies. Oh, yeah. That's a good gag. That's a good, it is a good gag.
2: By Don Mancini.
0: And so uh, we get a scene where Tiffany is trying the uh, great voodoo chant that Charles Lee Ray invoked in, in the uh, Child's Play original, and every time since then. Um, it doesn't quite have the same... Um, I always it's always I recognize it immediately as soon as somebody starts saying it, but I never remember it after the fact. It doesn't have that brata nicto. Oh, see now I ruined. Oh that. man, we're screwed now. Oh, fuck. You curse the podcast. Uh.
2: <laughs> he literally pulled the ash. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he's not such a dummy then, after all. Or I'm just as big as as big a dummy as Ash, which I would believe.
2: Um, do you guys have Psychic Eye bookstores where you are? I don't think so. I know so. there was no. one in
0: Hollywood for a very long time. I don't know its current status. I don't know the status of a lot of stores these days.
2: <laughs> oh, well. Um, I I just love this setup of the whole ritual. She sets it up. It's a very like hot topic psychic eye thing and psychic they're just like a small franchise mm. where you can get your palms read there but you can also buy incest or er, <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> whoa, whoa, <what? laughs> yeah. well, keep Wait. in mind steph, steph lives you know in nevada i mean I've, I've heard things
1: about las vegas being a uh, you know godless city <laughs> but my monocle just popped out let me tell you <laughs>
0: I mean, I know you can't see it, but uh, I dropped my pipe to the ground. It's usually clenched in my teeth, uh, jaunty off to the right, but now
2: uh, I'm sorry to bring that. Guy oh God, never mind. It's just, never mind. <laughs>
0: Have truly gone off the rails, but you know what? We're still recording, which means it's, a it's Leave a it, success. leave it, it's gold. No, 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 no. that's in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know where our bread is buttered and it just got slathered. Great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we get she tries to revive Chucky, it doesn't seem to work, but then there's a knock at the door. And here's where we have a slight melancholy note, because we're introduced to one Damien Baylock, as played by the late, great Alexis Arquette. Just
1: basically like, 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 like he walked into a Hot Topic. The Hot Topic blew up. He was the only survivor. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but he does look great.
0: Yes. I mean, mean, he's
1: definitely got the look down. I mean, I I don't (laughs) know if, if, if she at the time dressed like that all the time. But you know, that looked like a costume that had a lot of actual input from somebody who, you know, kinda knew what look to go for, right down to the kind of shitty tribal tattoos.
2: <laughs> yeah, the tribal <laughs> tattoos are like, oh, this was 1998. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, all the I all mean, the all the piercings and it just it was it was very accurate.
0: She does look like she sells T shirts at the touring Marilyn Manson Arena shows. I, <laughs> it is Right on the money for the time. Um, and sadly, uh, we, we, we lost her a little while ago, so that that was kind of sad. But uh the name Damien Baylock, I believe, is a portmanteau of Damien from the Omen and then Mrs. Baylock, who is the nanny. Yes. Uh,
1: real name, uh Howard uh Fitzwater. Was-
0: Fitzwater. <laughs> <laughs> great. Two great names that go great together. Great names that fit the picture that you put underneath. Which is each.
1: just like an, just like like an airplane level psychic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Damien's got it bad for Tiffany, and, I, and we can all see why. But uh, I like this version of cinematic reality that, like in "I Saw the Devil," where all serial killers kind of know one another. Like they're friendly, <laughs> like you know where they live, and you can drop by for dinner—that sort of thing. Uh, like friends.
2: a mur- a murderer's uh, Usenet group or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. It, it was at this point in the movie that I just started watching it and stopped taking notes.
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes. I I just like there's there's too much there's
0: too much to to focus on. Yeah, I mean, there's not so much to pick apart. It's made really really well uh, let's compare this to sort of the ramshackle way freddie versus jason is made out now freddie versus jason looks great but you can tell that everyone involved is trying to juggle a lot of balls in the air here one person has determined this is the flow of how this is going to go Now let's execute it the best way we possibly can. And Ronnie Yu is allowed to focus on what he does best, which is make lightning look sexy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good point. This film is fucking pristine. Every frame is a painting. Every part of it looks like it was meant to be there. There's cobwebs in the lamps and there's lattice work in the trailer you know everything has texture all the see-through stuff has texture the bath has texture everything about it is sumptuous and elevated and the movie itself is just wonderfully silly and so it just floats on air it's a Perfect champagne bubble of a film.
2: You know, I never thought about it before, but she lives in a trailer, so normally she just have like a little shower, but she has a claw tooth bathtub in the <laughs> middle of her trail. She's got
0: like
1: a claw tooth bathtub claw foot bathtub. She's got a uh Oh right. She's got a she's got a um
0: a brass bed. She's got
1: a brass bed. She's got like this like cage <laughs> that she just kind of has sitting around.
2: Massive doll collection.
1: Gigantic. She like, she like lives in the, uh, the, tar- the, the TARDIS. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, TARDIS
2: so of the trailer park.
0: It's bigger on the inside than the outside. That is absolutely for certain. Uh, I mean, she's got a grandfather clock in this fucking thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wallpapered on the inside. Uh, every room has its own decorative flourish she crammed uh, a
2: whole hammer horror movie in her trailer <laughs> it's really impressive
0: it's very true I mean she has the ability to sort of linger at one point in a bustier outfit and sort of put on a show as if it is a stage There's, it's a lot of room but I don't think about the impossibility of it so much as I do enjoy everything I'm being offered of course <laughs> Uh, So Damien is uh, locked in place uh, once Tiffany sort of gets the hint that Chucky is not the same inert object that she thought he was, not any longer. All she has to do is sort of tempt him into revealing himself. And so the manner in which she does that is place Chucky right on Damien's crotch and start to do... A burlesque routine in front of him and remind him that he was intensely jealous of any man she happened to look at and before you know it he turns his head around exorcist style and (laughs) rips the lip ring out of alexis arquette's uh uh, lips uh, to bloody effect and then smothers him with a pillow he,
1: he sits, on his, he sits <laughs> on his face yeah, <laughs> yeah it's he a very a, kinky scene he, he puts a pillow over him and sits on it and i'm like i'm like okay now th- this is always the problem i've had a little bit with with child's play movies in general yes damien is tied down to the bed mm-hmm. but i am i'm unsure why he can't why the mere act of thrashing his head around isn't enough to push this like half a pound doll off of of his face
0: yeah i mean that's the movie magic of chucky is that he only weighs as much as he needs to from scene to scene and that's just one of the things we gotta give chuck because otherwise he's not allowed to do half the things that he does like how in the hell do uh to chucky and tiffany lift a dead body and stash it inside of a van
2: okay i'm sorry i have to cut in here yes. because now i'm suspecting neither of you read voodoo for dummies because <laughs> this is all covered in chapter eight i admit i i skimmed it a little bit
0: <laughs> I'm, i didn't take notes like i didn't hit it with a highlighter yeah uh, oh, all right okay you uh, caught us I, we
1: did not prepare for this episode I, yeah. okay
0: just just another <laughs> podcast duo talking out their ass <laughs> as we've been known to that's how that's how people refer to us on Twitter. So, uh, I love Chucky and Tiff's awkward reunion because it's they're playing cute about it all and then she picks him up and some puppeteer decided I I'm a perv. I'm going to poke at her breast with yeah, is right immediately hand. immediately
2: and it makes and him he, look more like a baby cuz that's what babies immediately do when you yeah. hold them <laughs> it's very strange he
0: uh, yeah he immediately is infantilized and i'm kind of okay with it um because it's setting up this dynamic where she is expecting something from him there's no way possible he can deliver regardless of whether or not he's human or uh, inside of this good guy doll He will never step up to be what she needs here. Now, wildly enough, this film franchise will take a journey to the point where he becomes a more responsible individual to actually be a real partner to her once he transfers himself into the body of a paraplegic. That happens in this franchise, and I love it. (laughs) I love that we're on a journey with this guy. What, like, that doesn't happen with Freddie. That doesn't happen with Jason. It only happens with Chucky.
2: And, like, he says, it ain't the size, but what you do with it. (laughs) Which I find very profound. (laughs) Thank you, Chucky. Thank you.
0: I love to hear Chucky's laugh. It it doesn't, it always feels genuine. And that could just be, it could sound like, oh, this is just something I do and I never really invest myself with it. That is not true of this franchise. It it doesn't matter when you hear Brad Dorf lay into that laugh. It always feels like he's living in that moment. Like Brad Dorf has not a does rarely does he appear on screen in these movies, and yet he is still a vibrant presence in each and every single one of well, them.
1: Well, you really want somebody who who enjoys the work that they do. Yes. Oh
0: well,
2: yeah, that makes all the difference.
0: If you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, said the person who never worked a fucking day in their life.
2: (laughs) I want a a book of Chucky's wisdom now, like like a little Uh, coffee table book.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be great. We should pitch Dawn after this.
2: We're going to pitch Space Chucky and we're going to pitch that book. (laughs) Yeah, Space Chucky's a winner.
0: Oh, you put Chucky in a Space Force movie? Now I'm into it. (laughs) Now we're now we're now ta- well, we're cooking with gas. Yeah, um, there's
1: our angle. Yeah, with the super duper missiles. Yes, he can it's ride it back strong. down to Earth like uh like like Pickens at the end of uh, Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> Doctor Strangelove just <laughs> cackling like his little way, waving his little cowboy hat all the way down.
0: Oh my God, this is so vital, Gina. I
2: this. I it. almost think you should cut this out so you guys can actually pitch this. <laughs> 'Cause I really want to
0: see it. I'm gonna say
1: you gotta you need a, you gotta get a piece of this too. You're the one that suggested it.
0: Oh no, you're totally in on this deal, Steph. You are not divorced from it. You're you're a part of the action. Your Thank name you so is much. on the episode. <laughs> so all the three cents we're gonna get from this, you're gonna get one of those pennies. <laughs> The other thing that I love about this movie in particular is even though it is grand guignol and bombastic and slick as hell, it's about empathy, right? Tiffany realizes Chucky is not adult enough, regardless of his current circumstances, to be the partner that she needs. And so when she locks him in a tiny cage underneath her dining room tablet and goes to cry herself to sleep she realizes that she's sleeping next to Damien's dead body and has to, like, bump him over to get any sort of room. And you just, you feel for her in that moment that she's wanted this for so long and it the results came up so very, very short not to put too fine a dick finger on it. Let's cut to Jesse with his shirt off.
2: Woo! No, thank kid you. it was
0: working out. <laughs>
2: That, that's when it veers into that WB horror territory a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, teenage <laughs> girls, here you go.
0: <laughs> well, you got you to gotta give people something that they want. And this isn't a, a, a lot of skin forward in this movie, but if you have this guy in the shape that he's in at the time... Like the best thing you can do for that movie is is make him wash that van on a sunny day.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like this is still the era of, and we've only just kind of gotten out of this fairly recently, where, yeah, you know, yeah, girls, we knew your, we know your boyfriend dragged you to see this under duress. So here's a little something to make it
0: worth your while. <laughs> but I do feel with Don Mancini being a part of this, he was also pushing for like. You know you're you you have a lot of different audiences for this and it would be silly if you don't you know play up the factor that this guy may be as dumb as a bag of hammers but look at the bod on this 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 guy w- wouldn't you you know go off in his boogie van with him with just five hundred dollars in your pocket
1: <laughs> but he's gonna get
2: a he's gonna get a job Patrick yeah <laughs> he's not a piece of meat but it's true we're we're feasting on jennifer tilly's cleavage in the first part of the movie so yeah Yeah. we balance make everybody happy yes
0: yes Uh, there are multiple audiences here and they they all deserve uh you know a little something for for paying their ticket price but there's something so jesse helps uh tiffany put a the damien's dead body into the trunk of her car
2: he's in a trunk too by the way <laughs> <laughs> a trunk in a
0: trunk he's not just a, a loose dead body she's <laughs> she's put up a uh, small amount of guys uh to this particular illicit act and
2: you um, know how much she loves small guys <laughs> 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 ah, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> that's why you're here stephanie so uh after she tries coming on to uh jesse and coming up a bit short Uh, She comes back inside and she's purchased a a gift for Chucky uh, sort of to drive home the torture of him being locked away. And that is this very disturbing looking in its current and in the form in which he presents it uh, bride doll that's about his size um, has very elongated fingernails. (laughs) Um and uh, then throws rice in his face.
2: Yeah, that's when you know she's going to get it. <laughs> you can't and throw rice in Chucky's face and get away no. with
0: it. And it just sticks there, and it's very disturbing. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Must have been sushi rice. No, but I think the <laughs> Tiffany doll before the makeover looks like a homely Kelly Kapowski.
0: Oh. From
2: Saved yeah. by the Ball.
0: So what follows is the reveal that... <laughs> Damien Baylock was also Howard Fitzwater. Uh, that that just a absolute perfect uh, scene there, and then uh, Tiffany decides to go off by herself, have a glass of champagne, and watch Universals: The Bride of Frank. It looks
1: like an amazing night, honestly. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I, I never, <laughs> I never wanted a big old tub to soak in more than when I see this scene.
0: It looks again sumptuous. Every scene is a buffet which to eat from. And so uh, the ring that was uh, uh, on the the finger or around the necklace of that doll is uh, what uh, Chucky uses to saw open the wooden bars that he's being held inside of. And there are a lot of things to love about this bathroom death scene. It's it's an all-fucking-timer. It establishes a couple of things here. Universal knows how to vertically integrate content. Ch- again and this is where the first time we really see it chucky loves things that fall from the ceiling <laughs> uh I, we will see this time and time again here it's bubbles later it will be a mirror uh in not curse but cult it's a a glass ceiling that he destroys to kill somebody so I, i'm looking to i i, I hopefully uh, some listeners will remind us i i really want this to repeat also in seed and and curse but i'm not sure it does but here we get that shot of him just throwing his arms up gloriously as these bubbles <laughs> emerge from the electrified corpse he's like it's like
1: liberace like that shot of like liberace like in his bathtub like <laughs> like with the bubbles floating up to the ceiling It just reminded me of
0: that it's so beautiful i love it the shot that it's very hard to capture in scream capture to really give it to you because it happens in such quick succession but at one point during Tiffany's electrocution death by television, the TV pops up as if there's still air inside of it. And you see Elsa Lanchester's scream as the bride. And you're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is a movie, everyone.
2: No, I, I think it instantly became one of the memorable uh, horror set pieces that was made uh, however you feel about the rest of the movie you have to respect how spectacular that scene is yeah,
1: yeah like i mean i don't i don't love the parts with jesse and jade i think they're as you say just kind of you know exist to kind of you know move the plot along But anything that, you know, involves Chucky and Tiffany is
0: delightful. I I love it. I love it so much. I dig their relationship. I'm invested in it instantly, even though the things they do, you wouldn't, you know, buy any other way. But because they're in the form they're in, it allows everyone here to make a leap to you caring about whether or not they get along or get together. It's just, it's a fucking magic trick, and I adore it. With Tiffany uh, now disposed of, Chucky, of course, completes his revenge by bringing her back to life inside of that bride doll, which she instantly, in the parlance of Friday the 13th Part 7, gives a little touch up my ass I, I to, need,
1: I, I need to... I need to know, where did she get and leather jacket they're so cute
0: <laughs> we do see the leather jacket on another doll during the opening credits
2: okay i missed that yeah they do establish she's a doll collector so they they do that pretty well i think they navigate she's
1: got these little like yosemite sam size boots on they're so cute
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can't resist a makeover montage and it's on a doll and it's set to <laughs> blondies call me it's just so good
0: Oh my god! It's just what?
2: the the close up of her little hand putting black nail polish on her tiny doll nails.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are we supposed
2: and, to and, do with that? This is an adorable movie.
0: <laughs> and giving herself a little beauty mark. I mean, it's and and you know, giving her hair a blonde dye job. Her little ne- her
1: little necklace that says Tiff. How can you
0: not love this film? Uh, you know, even even the, the like the things that stick out, like that aren't perfect, like. When Chucky looks down at Tiffany's dead body and you can really see it's a photograph held underneath the water, you're like, okay, it's not perfect. But there's so many parts of this movie that are perfect that I'm really okay with it. And that, you know, amazing, diabolique uh, diabolic, uh out of the bathtub scream as her soul transfers from her body into the Tiffany doll. it's just yeah the last this gas. movie is swinging for the fences <laughs> and I love to watch it after we've had this good time it's turns out that Tiffany has arranged for Jesse to uh, they they need to find the heart of Dumbala D- Dumbala dumbala Dumbala. So after Tiffany is, you know, placed inside of her new vessel, uh, we catch back up with Jesse and Jade. <laughs> and even saying those two names back to back sounds ridiculous. He's got 500 bucks to take uh, uh, Chucky uh, and Tiffany back to the buried body of Charles Lee Ray, where apparently the heart of Dumbala is. And this will allow them to transfer their, their, uh, their souls out of the dolls, and into new bodies, and I guess they're hoping to go into Jesse and Jade. Uh, this is also where we uh, see uh, the machinations of of John Ritter. Uh, this time he's really got him. He's going to stash weed inside of Jesse's uh, boogie van, and I guess get him arrested or hold it over his head to, to force him out of town. I'm uh, not sure what his plan is, but it's it's lascivious, and it's only made uh, okay by the fact that John Ritter is behind it all. Uh, and so the two dolls are in the van, and they see John Ritter attempt to do this. And Chucky's first idea is to just stab him, as he would, or maybe claw hammer him to death. Uh, but uh, then Tiffany goads him into thinking outside the box.
2: Oh, I asked, I said, for God's sake. Chucky, drag yourself into the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> and she named checks um the holy trinity of Bundy Dahmer and Martha Stewart yes. as talented improvisers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely true. Uh it, it very much rings true. So they they rig this whole um nails up on the the front uh passenger side panel of of the, the driver's, uh, not the driver's side, the passenger side of the front seat. And then trigger the um the uh, the inflatable, what is that inflatable bag called? An airbag? An airbag, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What's the
2: glove compartment flipping? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, let, let's say this outright. This van would not come equipped with a passenger side, you know, uh, airbag. That's, that's just that's, not.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: It's just not. This is a gag wholly invented for the movie, which was just fine. Basically, so we're this going. This is
2: where the movie lost you.
0: Yeah, this is where it all that goes model down. man
2: did not have a passenger side airbag. Good day, sir.
0: But it is kill by kill. We have to point these things out. But I will tell you right now, it doesn't matter a goddamn lick. It doesn't matter that John Ritter doesn't understand how a slim gym works, that you don't just jam it at the side of a door and have it pop open. It doesn't, you don't care. Or that there's I'm just a
2: jar of nails, or that two tiny <laughs> dolls could perfectly place a bunch of nails very quickly, far quickly than a regular sized human being could.
0: Well, because they have not as far to go. I mean, just Tiffany's just that's where her talents come to play. Like, we've, we've seen how good she is at, at making these these things happen quickly. With human and she hands, has
2: hands, but she has brand new little dolly hands. She's uh... not used to those yet those fingers aren't limbered up
0: <laughs> that's very true oh my god i love her eye makeup anyways um so they trigger the airbag and uh, poor john ritter's face is littered with nails uh i think solely so they could have that pinhead joke
2: well yeah oh yeah yeah all the absolutely. homages at the beginning you got yes. fit pinhead somehow
0: But they're basically burying every other franchise. And it's a real swagger move. And I love it. I just, I love this thing comes out swinging. And, like, it wouldn't have any merit if it wasn't so good. But the great thing is, it's that good.
2: Sorry, Jack. Three's a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) That got cut out. That makes me so sad. Oh,
0: man. Well, you know what? There's... There's too much good stuff. You only have so much real estate in a movie, uh, so they they dump uh, poor John Ritter's nail-ridden face and the rest of his body into the uh, the I guess bench of the boogie van, um, kick his head inside, and Tiffany's very quick to clean up all the blood. Martha <laughs> good for Stewart, her. yeah, her hero, her hero, and our twosome. Uh, you know, jump in the van and and decide to start making their way towards New Jersey, where the where the dead body of uh, Charles Lee Ray is. I love um, that they're
1: going to New Jersey. Can I could I say that the, the the gag of them being from New Jersey is just that's wonderful to me. I love it so much. <laughs>
2: Hackensack, which yeah, I don't know. That's always been one of my favorite names. <laughs>
0: New Jersey, rife with great town names. Uh, Amazing townships. Uh, Important note for later, uh, Chucky finds that stash of pot and uh, pockets it for his own uses. (laughs) So the good news here is that these dolls can get high. And they do, damn it. Um, They get high almost immediately as they get pulled over by the police. That's how much they don't give a fuck. (laughs) And (laughs) Uh, it, it, it's only masked by the fact that they get pulled over in front of this gas station, where apparently the entire town has gathered to smoke weed.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of bad kids in this
1: town. Yeah, I was gonna say, like we got like another uh, another corn uh, another corn rave going on here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is kind of like another corn rave. Only this seems more realistic. Uh, it just <laughs> there's one kid who looks like one skinny tie away from you know uh doing jazz dancing at the brown derby it's very <laughs> 1998 what's happening here like it very close to being a member of you know a ska band um well that uh,
1: would have been the time period for it
0: yes and I, again perfect for the setting but uh needle nose has pulled them over and has been told that they've planted weed uh, and so while he decides to search the van, they assume, of course, nothing's going on. Jesse sends Jade inside to get supplies. Uh, and uh, it, of course, Chucky and uh, Tiffany realize that if uh, the both of them are stopped from this journey, they won't be able to make a leap into other bodies. And so they decide to uh, put an end to Nose before he can uh, do the damage. Uh, That would stop their trip. So (laughs) Tiffany goads Chucky into uh, trying to find a way that's not knife-based to kill this guy. So he just decides to grab a shirt, douse it in gasoline, stuff it in the gas tank, and light it on fire. And we have one of Ronnie Yu's great moves here, which is showing an explosion from above. The man loves seeing an explosion from on high
2: bless him for it, because it looks incredible. It It really makes you proud of Chucky.
0: Yes. Again, he's being asked to stop doing things the way he is used to doing by his partner. And he considers it and then finds joy in this new raison d'etre. That is called growth. Or at least that's how it's pronounced in the gif I keep seeing on Twitter. And so that pretty much comes to the end of, of this uh, episode uh, of Bride of Chucky. But before we go, of course, we have to play America's favorite game show that they continue to be unaware of. And that is Choose Your Own Death Venture, where we decide, of the death scene in this part of the movie, which one would you choose to die from and why? Up for bid, we have exploded in a cop car, uh, nailed in the face, literally, electrocuted in a bathtub or have your lip ring ripped out and smothered by chucky's butt and so or or, you can have your throat slashed but who's gonna choose that so uh stephanie uh as our guest i turn to you for your answer first
2: well clearly i'm gonna choose the bathtub it's glamorous uh has everything going for it and someone who had a bride of frankenstein Fan site on GeoCities. <laughs> you know, anything that incorporates that movie, I got to choose.
0: I am all, this is, that is prime information and I celebrate it. Uh, nothing can go wrong with this plan. No,
2: I really showed my ass on this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gina, what say you?
1: I have the feeling this is going to be a, a, a rare threefer, but I'm going to say the bathtub too. Yeah. I just love those. Big ass bathtubs. And I I, I I, don't know why I don't have them. I've never lived in a house that had one. Because I've lived in apartments, and and you don't usually find them in apartments, which really makes me suspicious that you find one in a trailer. But you know, <laughs> m- movie magic—that's okay. But yeah, it's it's an honest to god glamorous scene in a in a movie involving killer dolls, and I and I, and I just love that moment, and I, and and I love how you know she's having a moment. This is she's engaging in self care before <laughs> before hashtag self care really became a thing.
0: Absolutely true. I mean, the only competition going for it at this point is to be exploded in a cop car only so that you would be a party to the scene in which Chucky uh, gives that uh, that one guy the finger while he smokes dope. And the guy responds, (laughs) rude doll. But yeah, bathtub. Come on. I mean, that is glorious. That's a way to go out. Damn it. Uh, plus, you're kind of not entirely going out. Your soul will live on inside of a punk uh, doll in and, a wedding dress. She's
1: a little upset about it at first, but then she kind of gets into it.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? It's It feels temporary at the time, and she they have a plan to get around it, so... Uh, she just works towards that goal and everyone's the better for it and so that pretty much brings us to the end here but before we do uh, Stephanie where can people uh, reach out to you and see what you're doing what you got going on on these here internets
2: Uh, just check me out on Twitter I'm scrawfish and that's pretty much the only place online I hang out
0: (laughs) All right, make it happen Gina where can people find you
2: i uh i write
1: for the spool in which we in which i do movies and television reviews i am also on twitter under porcelain72
0: do it today people check it out of course you can find us on twitter and facebook and uh, you know instagram and all of the regular places uh, they're listed in the show notes and uh of course please rate review us on itunes and uh, we're going to take a, a one week break from Bride of Chucky. We're going to keep our main show schedule up. And so, for myself, for Gina, and for Stephanie, bye bye, everybody. Bye.